Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am so happy to have you here listening. I just wanted to start this episode by thanking those of you who listened to my solo episode that I recorded in Bali that came out last week. I was especially excited about it because so many of you said that it felt like we were just hanging out and that you were just on the phone with a friend or catching up over lunch and hearing just everything that I was saying. And so many of you even told me that you were responding to me and nodding along and saying yes in conversation. And that's all I really want is for us to feel like we're having a conversation. So... That really meant the world to me. I'm planning on doing a lot of solo episodes coming up, especially because by the time you listen to this, I will be in Northern California at True North, a healing center where I will be doing a water fast. The fast will likely be for three weeks. And if you're interested in learning more about why someone would do something so extreme, then you can go to my blog, thebalancedblonde.com and type in water fasting and read all about it. And then hopefully I'll have a lot of new information coming up on the podcast and I'll do some solo episodes. If I have enough energy, we'll have to see. I'm going to be there for maximum about three weeks, but it's kind of hard to tell in advance because we don't know yet how my body will respond to the fast and what the doctors will think about me continuing. So for those of you who might be worried, don't worry. I'm medically supervised and with all of the health issues that I've experienced this year, my life has been pretty much unmanageable and unlivable. I've um, had to stop working for the most part other than this podcast because you guys keep me going and recording the podcast is always fun even though it is also my work. I feel lucky to have a facet of my brand and my business that I can do from anywhere and continue even when I'm recording in my pajamas or like I am right now, standing in front of my window, looking down at my perfect cat, Hudson, who's all curled up in the sun. And yeah, so I would say hopefully if I have the energy, lots of solo episodes to come from True North. And I'll also be Instagramming and YouTubing and just basically anything that I have the energy and 
the bandwidth for while I am healing and while I'm fasting. So in other news, there's exciting things coming. Once I finally heal my body, which is my number one priority right now by far, I will be bringing some massive projects to life that I'm so excited about. I hired one of my best friends to help me out with this. I'm so excited. Um, We actually just had a meeting like an hour ago, and this is really the only kind of thing that I have energy and passion and life and excitement for right now is the kind of stuff that just feels so right and so inspired and I'll be sharing a lot more about this project that channeled itself into my head while I was in Bali. But all that you need to know for now is that I am healing my body, doing a water fast, focusing on feeling better and getting better so that I can come back and bring these projects to life and share them with you guys. And I envision them being really huge and really exciting and something that will hopefully help a lot of people find their happiest, healthiest, most spiritual self. So that's super thrilling. And... On that note, since we're talking about channeling, we might as well go into who today's guest is. So today's guest is my amazing past life regression therapist. His name is Yarun. And I have to be honest, I was calling him Jerowin, which is such the American way to say his Netherlands-inspired name. He is one of the kindest, most just radiant souls, light workers that I have come across in such a long time. He was recommended to me by my friend Katie Hillcox, who some of you might know from Instagram. She is a model and the founder of Natural Models. She saw me posting about some alien visitations that I was having in the middle of the night and the conversation that I shared on the podcast with Wendy Kennedy, the Pleiadian channeler. And she told me that I might like to see a past life regression therapist and go into hypnosis and try to figure out where I've been in my past life, whether that be with aliens or living on a different planet or even just being on this planet, being a human in past lives, which I don't want to spoil it for you, but is what I ended up seeing when I did the hypnosis with Yarun. So I'm super happy to have him on this podcast today and even more excited because he's part of this book that just came out called The Boy Who Knows Too Much, which was written by this amazing woman, Kathy Beard, who um, published the book with Hay House and it's about to be a movie, like really big deal. And she wrote the book about her son, Christian, who when he was two years old, started having past life memories about being Lou Gehrig, the baseball player. And Kathy was his mom in a past life. So she was very religious and didn't believe in reincarnation which I'm sure a lot of people listening are either in that boat or know people who are in that boat. So her perspective is just extra fascinating because she became a believer of past lives through her son Christian's experience. And 
the guest on our podcast today was her past life regression therapist. So he's in the book. He's featured very prominently. There will be an actor playing him in the movie. And we joked about it when he was here saying, who's going to play him? It's going to be so interesting. I said that he should just play himself and be in the movie. But... I don't think he wanted to because he is not an actor. He's just into his past life regression, hypnosis, really amazing, light working career that he has here in LA. So we'll put his information in the show notes in case you want to see him. And we'll also put a link to Kathy's book in the show notes. I read it when I was in Bali. And it just completely opened my eyes. So even though I've done past life regression, I've done it with this amazing guest, Yarun, who we have on the podcast today, the same person that Kathy talks about in her book. It's still so fascinating to hear her talk about her experience, how she went back and saw the life of Lou Gehrig's mother, Christina Gehrig, three times. So that's a lot when it comes to past life regression. And I don't want to talk about other people's experiences in too much detail, but Katie, my friend who recommended me to Yarun, who I will definitely be having on this podcast soon, um, Katie had this incredible experience where she was on a spaceship in like the 1950s and was able to fact check and figure out that she was this astronaut like in the life before this one that she has now, which is why she has alien extraterrestrial connections now. And it's all just so fascinating. So we talk about the science behind it. In this episode, we talk about how Yarun became a past life regression therapist, how he got into hypnosis, who his teachers are, what some of the craziest experiences he's had being a past life regression therapist are. We talk about my experience, which is the first time I've talked about it publicly because I have not blogged about it. I didn't really feel inspired to talk about it a lot after it happened because it was just one of those experiences that was so deeply personal and it was so much for me. And so today is the first time that I really divulge very much about it. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. You will fall in love with him and his demeanor and everything about him. I hope that if you're a skeptic, then you can come in in an open way. We're not trying to convert anyone's beliefs here. It's just an interesting line of work nonetheless. And I love introducing you guys to new things and things that you may not have heard about or been open to in the past. So if you're interested in getting an appointment, we have his info in the show notes if you're SoCal local. And if not, you can find plenty of people through the QHHT website, which we also have in the show notes. Yay. And before we dive in, I would like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Four Sigmatic. So if you haven't heard me talk about Four Sigmatic, and if you've never heard about Four Sigmatic, then I would recommend listening to my episode two weeks back with Tarot, who is the founder of Four Sigmatic. He is a forger at heart. I think he's like a 13th generation 
forager of mushrooms and all other types of plant medicines. So we go deep into adaptogens and mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms and psychedelic mushrooms and all that type of stuff in the conversation that we have with tarot. And then something really exciting about Four Sigmatic, which is my favorite mushroom coffee brand and just my favorite in general, like wellness brand right now, everything is that they have just introduced some brand new products and I can't wait to try them. And in fact, they sent them to me. I just haven't been able to try them yet because I have been fully raw and that's because I'm prepping for my water fast. And Taro explained in the episode that I had him on that these products actually can't be enjoyed for their health health benefits fully raw. They have to be cooked. So once I'm off of raw, I can try these new products and drum roll please the new products are chai latte with turkey tail and reishi which she talks a lot about in the episode that I had him on and golden latte with shiitake and turmeric and if you listen to the episode then you know that Tara was pretty much obsessed with shiitake mushrooms I tried to bring them up by saying like oh, shiitake is the kind of mushroom that's not really an adaptogen, right? That's what people are used to having in omelets and veggie scrambles. And that's way different than reishi and turkey tail. And he's like, um, no, <laughs> let me school you on what shiitake is all about, where you can find them in the trees or in the ground, whatever it actually was, you can learn in the episode. And on top of the shiitake there's turmeric, which is massively anti-inflammatory. And as you guys know, I suffer from inflammation. I have eczema and hives and inflamed gut health issues. And turmeric has helped so much. I was also very happy to see that this product has black pepper in it. And black pepper is essential when you're absorbing turmeric. So in order to get those anti-inflammatory benefits, you want to make sure that there's black pepper, which there is in this product, of course. So this new product sounds absolutely delicious. I'm super stoked about it. Very excited for you guys to try it as well. So to try any of the Four Sigmatic products, head over to foursigmatic.com slash blonde for 15% off. That is Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E to get your hands on these incredible products. And without further ado, let's head into this episode and learn all about past life regression, hypnosis, past lives, and all of that exciting stuff. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Picking cat hair out of the microphone. Story of my life. <laughs> so us. So guys, I'm so excited. I'm sitting here as we speak in my apartment with the amazing past life regressionist, which is a term that I just learned, Yaroon DeWitt. And he's going to say his name because my tongue doesn't do the things to say his name right. <laughs> so you're really close. You're doing a very good job. Thank you for having me here. Really yeah. appreciate it. And so, yeah, how you say my name is Jeroen de Witt. Oh, so beautiful. I know. Well, it's really tricky. It uh, is in tricky. English, but it's, it's a very 
um, common name where I'm from, which is the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And so, but in LA, of course, I I give it an exotic spin. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I can't even tell you, I've been calling you Jeroen in my head for two or three months ever since we met. That's my Siri name. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it has to be. (laughs) Do, Do people call you that like every day? Um, more like Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerome I thought I was closer with Jerome. Right. I have no idea. But so, We do funny names in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. I know. So everyone listening, I just learned that he came here from the Netherlands 11 years ago, which mm-hmm. is pretty shocking to me that you've only been here for basically a decade, but you've made a whole life here, a whole career. You're so settled in a way, although you're moving, but just within, not far, within Los Angeles. Um, So settled might not be the word, but you're very comfortable here. And that's because you said your heart has really always been a Californian. It totally is. Yeah. When I first came here, I had no idea what came over me, but um, yeah, I love the climate. I came here to dance initially. And so um, the people that I trained with, the choreographer, um, it was shot in the desert, like out in um, close to Victorville, this beautiful dry lake bed. It was just gorgeous. The space, the climate, the people were so nice. It was like, finally, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And so when I, I had to go back, and so I cried my eyes out in the, in the flight back. And then everything kind of fell into place, and I got to be here. Wee. Yeah, now you're here. <laughs> yeah. And you pack, practice past life regression, yes. which is probably something that's very new to a lot of people listening and was really new to me until I did a session with you. Mm-hmm. And I'll just quickly tell people how I found you, okay. which is how um, I had started talking a lot about alien contact and things that I was experiencing in the middle of the night. Um talking about it on social media and my blog podcast and Katie from Healthy as a New Skinny. Oh, Katie, um, yes. Yeah, Katie, who I love, she who we both love, sent me a message saying, you have to see this amazing past life regressionist that really helped me work through all that and helped me realize that I was an astronaut in a past life and totally had alien contact. And of course, I became immediately obsessed, sent you a message just within seconds and said, when are you available? You're probably not available for a while, but I will literally come in tomorrow if you are. And of course, like a true, busy, full, successful person in your field, you had some opening with weeks down the line. So I took it. I came to see you and we had an amazing session. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you found me. I forgot. That's how you found yeah, me. Yeah, that's how I found you through Katie. I'm glad you're mentioning like the alien stuff because that is not the first thing that people think about when they hear past life regression, but it's it's a it's a real part of it. So past life regression doesn't quite cover what it is. It's actually called um, QHHT or quantum healing hypnosis technique. So cool. <laughs> it's a technique that was um, developed by a woman called Dolores Cannon. And she started out as a um, sort of traditional hypnotherapist back in the 60s. I think it was because her husband joined the Navy and she was kind of bored. And that's what she started doing. And then by accident, she regressed somebody into a past life. She had no idea what was going on. She just knew that the person was describing an environment that was not in this time, in in her time at the time. So gradually, she modified the hypnosis technique to include past life regression. And she started documenting it and writing books about it. 
And then I think it was in the 80s, she started getting people that had abduction experiences so that they knew they had been abducted and experienced all kind of trauma from it. And um, she regressed them and they found out that it was just really their people from another realm or another planet. They were just checking in on them and like tweaking their implants, making sure, you know, their system was functioning optimally. And so it was a, a really a, a good thing. Again, she documented it, wrote books about it. And then, um, and then a little bit later, she um, modified the technique to accommodate for the healing that had been taking place. So she found out that some clients, when they address certain past lives, their physical ailments or emotional problems would just disappear. And so she added a part, we call it where we, when we contact the subconscious, the subconscious is like the, um, the higher self or the soul or the oversoul. And we ask it questions about the scenes that have been shown, what the healing component is, and then people bring in a list of questions and we get them answered as well. And so that's quantum healing hypnosis technique. And where it doesn't just cover past life regression is because people can go many different places than just a past mm-hmm. life. You know, a past life from our perspective would be a life that... Um, <laughs> Hudson. Hudson's always distracting us. <laughs> Both looking at the kitty. I'm the cutest in the whole world. <laughs> he is. Um, so yeah, people can uh, not only go to a past life, so something that has happened seemingly before our, our current time, but also people can go to future lifetimes, lifetimes in places where there is no time. So different dimensions where we have less dense bodies or we're just sort of energy blobs. Um, we can go to alien lifetimes where we do have sort of, from our perspective, an alien body or lifetimes and other non-human um, forms like a cat or a tree or a part of the atmosphere. I've had somebody experience a lifetime as a big boulder that was sort of wedged in between two other rocks. Yeah, there's all kinds of possibilities. Like everything that we see and can see around us is a possibility to experience life through for different purposes. So fascinating. Fascinating. It must be so fun to see where people end up because you never know until you take them under the hypnosis. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was so thinking that I was going to see alien life because I was just positive and I'm still positive that I get these visitations in the middle of the night that haven't even happened recently. I've been sleeping a lot more deeply, which is so good for for my soul, but mm. I love exploring all of this stuff. And I was positive that with you, I would go back to the middle of the night, see these light beings who I see while I'm asleep but finally get some clarity on why they're coming to me, what they're saying, what we do when they come to me. But instead, as you know, or I'll, I'll refresh your memory, we went back in this lifetime to my childhood. Oh, right. And sitting at that little desk where I would eat dinner and my family would eat dinner at a different table. And <gasps> for some reason that was, well, not for some reason. Now I understand for the reason that's what my subconscious wanted to show me. And I couldn't understand why during the hypnosis. Like, why are we here? I already lived this life. I know exactly what's happening. Um, Yeah. And then we went back and I did see what I perceived to be past lives where I was a writer and living in Europe or so it seemed kind of Renaissance era, had a child who reincarnated as Hudson, all that good stuff. But What was most clear, so clear, was going back and seeing myself as a child in this life, like a three-year-old, seeing 
my feet being so little, looking down, seeing my short little legs. Like it was so realistic. It was like stepping into a holographic world. Right. So that was my experience. And I guess, I mean, for people who come with an expectation to see you, do you try to help them manage those expectations to say this could be anything? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I start with that right at the first contact. People come in with, you know, having looked at Dolores Cannon's videos or having read her books or, you know, seen videos of my colleagues and wanting to have that experience or sort of that validation. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. The point is that, you know, it's not just sort of past life tourism where we just go check and see, oh, who was I in a past life, you know? But it's more, it's it's really a healing, um, a healing technique. So what happens during, during a session is that we give the floor to your subconscious or your soul to provide you with the most healing experiences for you at that moment. That doesn't mean that if you were to do another session, you, you wouldn't have an alien experiences. It just means that whatever you were shown at that moment was the most pressing for you and the most helpful to move um, through things that might have been going on in your life or to get unstuck or to just lighten the load of, you know, past trauma or baggage that was still weighing down on you. So I never tell people where to go because, you know, I don't have authority over your consciousness. You know, I just help to create the connection between your conscious experience and your subconscious, your higher self. And I, I give it a floor because I trust, you know, I trust that it's doing the right thing for you at that moment. Yeah, and sometimes I do, like when people, if I notice that people have a little bit of trouble sort of easing into their process, I push a little bit and push them a little bit into past lives just to see if it's what's possible. Because sometimes they hold back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how it would be easy to hold back because even though I'm so open and was so ready for this experience, it's hard to let yourself go when your conscious mind is still there. Yeah. Um, but to go into the subconscious and... Only later did I realize how deep into my subconscious I went to explore those scenes from my childhood and then these past lives where I was a novelist and was kind of had that answer to that big question that we asked, which was, what is my life's purpose? And it was to be a novelist, to be a writer of fiction, which is so cool because it's something I've always loved. But it's something I haven't done a lot of in recent years because I've been blogging and writing about real life things, which is totally different than fiction. Right. So it's so cool. It's so amazing that that's your work and that's what you do with people. Yeah, I'm a Gemini. So I like variety and I like like exploring different realms and feeling that limitless. That makes sense to me. Yeah. We're both air signs. What are you, Libra? I'm a Libra. Oh, yeah. How right. did you know? Or you remember? What? No, you just said air sign. And then I thought Aquarius. No, I must be yeah. Libra. Yeah, yeah totally. Right. I'm Aquarius rising and oh, Cancer uh, Aquarius moon. moon. I'm I'm Cancer rising, Aquarius moon. No way. Yeah. So we're both, we both have a lot of air right. and a little bit of water. <laughs> yeah, it makes so much sense. We're, right. I love being an airy. Me too. Sign. And I love being with other air signs, you know. Me too. But the you know, people that I date usually have to be a little bit more grounded. <laughs> yeah, totally. What's what's your boyfriend's sign? You, you know, know what? He's like over at the, at the spectrum where I, I kind of lose track. So it's either earth or fire. He's um, he's like the the later part of December. Is it the, Sagittarius oh, or Capricorn? Oh, the later part of December? Yeah. Capricorn. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah. fire or earth? Um, that's earth. 
Okay. Capricorn's Earth. Okay. Um, Jonathan, my boyfriend, is a Leo. He's fire. Right. So yeah, we have to have those opposites. Right. So exactly. important. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I want to know, how did you get into um, this past life regression? And what did you call, what's the acronym? Q- QHHT. QHHT. That's okay. Because mm-hmm. I've heard so much about that and I didn't realize it was all the same, all within the same healing technique. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So yeah. how did you get into it? So the long story of it? Um, yeah. Like what were you doing before? You can even, you can make it brief for us, but just, I'm just so curious of how you discovered. Sure. Well, I feel like I've been hardwired for this stuff just because the way I was raised and my kind of like outlook on life and my experiences kind of propelled me forward into looking beyond the physical realms. And so... When I was in my 20s, I had this um, healing crisis where my reality sort of got flipped, flipped upside down. In order to, to, become, to get back into my life, to become better, I worked with a lot of holistic healers, many different types. First with energy healers and then with um, sort of body-oriented, uh, emotional clearing and processing techniques. And then... You know, through doing these processes, I found out how beautiful it is that everybody, how to describe it, is that people have these very, very personal, customized healing processes. You know, there's no one thing that's the same for everybody. It's the same in the past life regressions, actually. Everybody's experience is different. But um, so I found out this very, this beautiful realm where healing takes place. And I found out like how it empowered me. Like I, when I started feeling better, I, the empowerment that I experienced, I wanted to be able to offer that to other people and work in this beautiful realm. Not to say that all experiences are beautiful. I mean, there's also very difficult things that take place. Um, but just being in that realm, that energy realm or metaphysical realm, it's really where I feel at home. Um, and so, you know, through doing that for myself and becoming more authentically empowered, um, this is what I'm, I discovered this is what I'm bringing to the planet. So I help myself and others to live authentically. And so I do that by um, helping people clear baggage and to um, experience the light um, of who they are. That's the kind of the short of it. And so I, I started learning energy healing in, back in 1999. And then in 2006, I was at a friend's practice where there was a book by Dolores Cannon and I picked it up and just devoured the whole thing and found out she was coming to the Netherlands to teach. And so I took a class, her first course, and that was it for me. I just knew this is what I was made for. Yeah. And now I, I live it, I chew it, I breathe it, I, you know, I ingest it. It's, it's my life. Yeah, Absolutely. So you started in the Netherlands and that's interesting to me that she went to lead a course there. Is the Netherlands a place where people are really open to this type of healing as well? It's hard to say because California is such a special place when it comes to that. So there's definitely an interest. It's a very liberally, progressively thinking country. It's not a very religious country, so people don't believe a whole lot. It's more about, you know, proof of physical experiences but yeah there's openness there's openness towards it i would say yeah Mm -hmm. kind of like being in california i think in that respect you know yeah that's so cool yeah so now you've been doing this for like 11 years then and what's what has your own experience been with that type of healing like when you've had it done to you what is it like right 
Um, do you mean like specific experiences? Yeah. Yeah. So the ones that I remember right now, a couple of lives as an orphan, both male and female. One was in the north of France and another one somewhere in Europe as well. I remember a scene because when I do energy healing and people describe like an ailment to me, I see plants or powders and or liquids that are healing for them. And I can get I I can get to find out what it is that, that comes can we up. Can do that? We can do that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a gift that you have. Yes. And I, I noticed this and I wanted to find out why. You know, why do I know these things? And so I was taken to a life as a medicine woman in like the southern part of Africa. And I saw myself in like a desert-like environment as a woman with pain on my face. And I think I had a baby. And that was a lifetime where I was sort of a medicine woman. Yeah. So that was one. And then I had a lifetime as sort of like a, I guess, an alien um, where I perceived my body to be almost like a like a stick of selenium here. It looked like that or a piece of like sort of, ooh, translucent chalk. And I was sitting with people in the Amazon forest and they had put clothes on me to make me look more human or more acceptable to them, I guess. And I was communing with them through sound. So I was making sounds and the vibrations contained concepts and knowledge about how to be in a forest or how to have a, a better life, I guess, in, a, in the jungle, like relaying knowledge about plant life and how to, um, to live in the forest better. Um, so that was another one. Another one was a lifetime as another alien being, and I was manufactured. I was a manufactured being by humanoids, where I, me and and beings like me, we were taking care of like the um, what do you call it, like the utilities, mm-hmm. like the technical conditions of like a, a sort of a dome shaped city somewhere. Yeah. Was that the future? Do you think? It's hard to say because what we're finding out is that there is no such thing as time when right. you when you when you raise your consciousness into different dimensions. Right. Um, it seems there is no um, time. It's only here on Earth. So everything seems to be happening now. You know. Yeah, I know. Okay, I've had that experience. I mean, I've heard that from so many elevated people um, that time doesn't exist and time is so different than we think it is. And then I had an experience like that. The very beginning of this year, I was in Palm Springs Mm -hmm. with Jonathan and we had this super spiritual experience on plant medicine type of like psychoactive plants um, where everything to me was was just shown. And it was like, Time doesn't exist. I see that now. I was a part of the earth. I mean, I was in my body, but I was a part of the earth. And the plants were showing me how they change with the seasons. I mean, all around me were dead plants because we're in the desert in the winter. But they were showing me spring and summer and flourishing and blooming and kind of like implying to me what they'll be even when humans are gone. Like it was so powerful um, that I was totally immersed and hysterical. And it's an experience that is so special to me because not only did I see that time literally doesn't exist Mm. because the plants in a matter of minutes walked me through this whole cycle of like centuries almost. Wow. Um, Yet again, I mean, I don't know how much time was passing, five minutes less. 
So cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that sounds like a, I've never had an experience like that, but um, that sounds really, really beautiful. I've, it was. I've, yeah. I've had other people on plant medicine describe that similar things to me, um, but yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever done any like plant medicine type of... I am scared of it. Yeah. Because my process has been, you know, I was checked out for the first 26 years of my life, meaning I wasn't really, I was tethered to the planet, to my body, but I wasn't really inhabiting it. I was kind of like, I don't know, like my, I was not really here. Uh, If you were talking to me, you know, you could see I was kind of glazed over. I was always kind of somewhere else, you know, because I just found it a very harsh existence to be here. And then through that spiritual sort of, healing crisis um, and allowed me to um, build myself from the ground up and to be more grounded and to be inside of the body. And I'm still coming back in. So for me to do these things, um, I probably still wait a little bit with it before I kind of take off again. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. I know. I too am really up in the air, um, up in the clouds. But I also, I don't know. I've been searching for like a deeper meaning to all these spiritual things that I experience and feel on a daily basis. So to find so much um, in one experience was life-changing. So rich, yeah. yeah. I have great respect for plant medicine. I think there's such a gift to the planet. And, you know, everybody that is able to do so should have that experience. I mean, it's, it's so affirming of what our nature is. You know, mm-hmm. we're spiritual beings having a human existence. Yeah. So I want to hear more about how you can hear someone's health concern and see like plants or herbs that would be good for them. Sure. So this is when I do energy healing. So it's not the QHHT, but it would be when you would be laying on a massage table with your clothes on and I would put my hands on your body and your your body would tell me where to take the energy. And so um, usually when I'm in that sort of Space in this healing space, um, and people start to talk to me about, like this lady had arthritis, and um, she was talking to me about it. And so, I remember seeing like a bottle, and it had a label, and it sort of was a dark liquid inside. And so I'm looking at it, it's like, is that a bottle of wine? Should that lady drink wine? It's kind of odd because alcohol is acidic, you know. And and so what I saw is that her joints had these like acid crystals build up. And that was causing the inflammation. So I was looking at this image like, it can be wine, you know, it would be really weird. And so I kept asking the image, like, show me what it is. And then it showed me like berries and it was um, uh, black currant. You know, and it's not something that's common here. And so I, was, I told her, this is what I saw that you should drink black currant juice. That would be really good. Because when I asked the black currant, what would it do? It would dissolve those acid crystal buildups and reduce the inflammation you know, very specific. And so after that session, I couldn't wait to get to Google, you know, and figure out what was going on. (laughs) So I did. And it was just exactly what that was. Yeah. That's unbelievable. How cool. Yeah, more of that stuff has happened. Yeah. So the energy healing that you do, is that similar to Reiki? Because I know you do Reiki also. Yeah. So it's based in Reiki, but I added different modalities to it and then kind of became my own thing as well. I want to learn. That's... So fun. Everybody can do this. Right. Yeah. It's innate to us human beings. It's like stubbing your knee and you put your hands on it. That's doing Reiki or healing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And guess what? The more you focus on a thing, the more it becomes alive for you and you'll find find your way in it. So 
this is something that is our birthright. It's part of who we are. Totally. Yeah. Do you ever teach people your methods? I don't because I haven't stepped into the role of teacher yet. You know, I do teach uh, like a healing meditation, but it's more of a, um, I give you the template and you do with it what feels good to you. So I, I, I'm not kind of like, I'm not a master or a guru because I don't believe in that particular relationship myself. You know, I think everybody is their own master, their own totally. guru. So I help people support. Speaking my language. Thank you. Yes. So I help people to realize that, you know, that. And so the technique that I teach helps them to unlock the potential within them to become more sovereign and be more free and authentic within themselves. Yeah. So in that respect, I do teach, but um, in terms of Reiki and the QHSC, I'm not allowed to teach it because it's like part of an organization. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Reiki, I could become a Reiki master, but it's just not something where my life is taking me now because I'm so busy mm-hmm. doing past life regressions. Totally. Which is fun. Yeah, yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So lead us through what a past life regression session looks like. All right. So you come in and we'll we'll sit down, have a talk about your life. We'll go over, you know, from the moments you were born up until today. And it's not just uh, like sort of a, a dry summing up of what happened, but I'm interested in your experience of yourself and of your life and what was it like. And so I think this in itself is really healing for people to have somebody bear witness to their life, you know. And so and it takes, takes about an hour and a half to two hours or sometimes a little bit longer. And then um, people lay down on a comfortable massage table with all of their clothes on except for their shoes. And um, then I take them through the hypnotic induction, which is much like a guided visualization. And then your subconscious will provide you with the most appropriate experiences, whatever they are. You know, it can be, it can be you know, an Atlantean priestess life or flying aboard a spaceship with the aliens. Um, or it can be very mundane. Um, we call them digging potato lives, you know, where you're just herding some sheep on the side of a hill and that's basically it, you know. Yeah. After that part... I ask your subconscious why you were shown these scenes. What was the healing component? And that segues into the questions that you've brought in with you to get answers and healing to. And that completes it. So the whole session is how long? Like four hours, five Between hours? four and five hours. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing the session with you coming in and it was light out. We had our chat. It was very much like therapy. And that was so healing to find out, I mean, the things that came up, the things that came out of my mouth are right. so different from the things that I bring up in therapy. Right. Usually, or they just, I mean, it was prompted by your questions, but it was right. also the environment. It was so interesting. And then when I came out of my hypnosis, it was totally dark outside. Uh, it was warp, wild. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, a lot of people don't quite know like how long it takes for some people they come out of it and you think they 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 don't remember anything they come out of it and it's like i'm i'm gonna pay you for what you know and it's like yeah. two hour two and a half hours of recording for instance you know yeah but most of us retain you know that we have been laying on that table and we've had experiences but we're not quite sure what happened and then a small percentage of people they're like hyper alert they will completely remember everything so it depends on like where you were with your with your awareness, whether, you know, some people think it lasts half an hour and it really took like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. I felt like I was really conscious and like I remembered mostly everything, but I couldn't have told you if it was 30 minutes or five hours. I had no idea. Yeah. 
That yeah. was the part that was so confusing to me. Yeah. It's it's funny because I'm when I get sessions done, I'm like you. I'm very aware of myself right now. I'm just having sort of, you know, images in my mind's eye or a little movie playing. And it's for a lot of people, it's like that. But um, yeah, everybody's experience is very different. So there's no, it's not like a cookie cutter, you know, QHHD will apply to you as a person and everybody has the same uniform experience. It's It's very, very different. That makes sense. So do people often come back to see you multiple times to keep exploring or? Not a lot because it's kind of like a um, a reset or a initiation to living life. It's like a 2.0 upgrade. You yeah. Know? So before that has sunk in and you've explored, you know, your new environment, you know, from a di- in a different way, time will have passed. So people will come back after maybe two years or three years sometimes because things have changed drastically and they want some more guidance. But in general, people, I see them only one time unless they're working on a specific project. Like my, my work has been featured in a book. So it's, it's a Hay House book that came out earlier last year. What's it called? It's called The Boy Who, Who Knew Too Much. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I knew that your work was featured in that book. I ordered it. I haven't read oh, it yet. Because I saw it in your house. You'll find my name, yeah. Oh my gosh, so I'm so excited. Did you work with that little boy? Not with the boy, but with his mom. Oh. Yeah, so I don't work with kids, but with uh, 16 year and up. But yeah, his mom, um, So th- the story is that his mom, um, oh, well, actually he started telling his mom at, at a very young age that he used to be a tall German baseball player. And all these details spill out of this kid that he couldn't have known about, you know, with this little year and a half or two-year-old self. And so at one point, you know, it got so freakishly detailed that she had to expand her mind into believing that there was more at play than just his imagination. It's really interesting. She just did a very good job describing it in her book, like her process of how this, how this happened. But finally, um, she had opened her mind enough to where she was ready to do a past life regression. And one of her friends had already done a session with me. So... She came over and tells me this amazing story of this little kid that said he used to be Lou Gehrig, baseball player legend. Yeah. What? Yes. So, and he told her that she was his mom in that past life as well. But I have the, chills. It, That's crazy. I mean, it's that kind of story. Yes, it's totally yeah. is. So, but that he liked her now better in this current lifetime. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and he was so telling funny. her this is like a five-year-old or something. Younger even, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. How funny. Yeah. So, I, so she comes in and she's like, I want to know what this business of past life regression or, or past lives is. What my kid is, you know, she describes the story. And so... I tell her the same thing that I tell to everybody and like, don't get your expectations up. You know, this is a healing session. You'll get whatever it is that you need right now to be determined by your higher self. So, you know, same process. We talk, we get her through the induction. I get her to describe what she, what she sees around herself. So she's, she describe, starts describing herself as a white sort of stocky looking woman in like kind of like muted clothing and the couch she's on, the carpet, that there's a little dog beside her and it's sort of a covered up birdcage. And gradually um, the scene like opens up into working class environment on the East Coast of the last century. And we find her at, at, at dinner with her family and she starts speaking some German names that corresponded with the Garrick family. And so she goes through this amazingly detailed life. She, she, she stays in one life because a lot of people actually uh, leapfrog through different lifetimes in one session, but she stayed in this one lifetime. 
gets an enormous amount of detail. And, um, you know, we conclude the session and we're kind of like flabbergasted, you know, by the thing. And um, she goes home and um, she comes back two more times to do sessions. And this is where it gets really extraordinary because she would go back to the same lifetime. She would, like she had, during her first session, she had, she had um, uh, discovered one particular part and then I think she moved forward and she moved backward to where she came over from Germany to get a wide range of experiences of that past lifetime. So I'm asking her higher self, like, why are we doing this? Why is it so important to do this? And it said she is to mine this life for lots of details that she can still fact check with living descendants and relatives of the Garrick family for accuracy because it gives an amount of credibility or proof for people that normally wouldn't be interested in this kind of subject matter. So she did. She entered her manuscript in the Hay House writing contest. She won. The book got published. And um, it's going to be a movie. It's going to come out later this year. What? That is unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. So, And for me, this I mean, it didn't really dawn on me, like, how this thing was going to live its own life when I was in this session. I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? Like, a verifiable past life. And this has actually happened a couple of times where people had lifetimes that were verifiable. Um, but this was so detailed and so beautiful in its, in its detail. You know, and everybody knows about Garrick, you know? I'm going to start reading this book tonight. I ordered it. Well, A, I saw it in your house and you might have even like pointed it out to me. And then Katie told me to read it also. Um, so I ordered it, but I'm constantly ordering books. So some of them just get put on the shelf for a while. And yeah, now I'm dying to read it. So what was that experience like for you? Like, was it like watching a movie? Because you're going back and seeing this like totally fact-checkable life. It's just fascinating because as it is unfolding during a session, I don't know that she can fact-check those things, you know, mm -hmm. like very detailed things about little necklaces and awards that were won by Lou Gehrig, her son, and that she had gotten and wow. stored away in, like a, in a, like a chest somewhere. And it was fascinating. So I, I was... I mean, as I was doing these sessions, I didn't know what would come of it, that it would be a book or a movie. You know, it was just like, wow, this is just really fascinating in its detail. And it, it's not the only, like a lot of sessions are detailed, but they just, there's no historical records as far yeah. as we know that we can check it, you know. And then it really, it all came to light because of a little boy telling his mom something. Exactly. Which just goes to show how important it is to be open to what, our little kids are saying. Exactly. I have nieces who will say, one of them will say such interesting stuff about the shape of this planet when you're looking at it from a different planet. Right. And I'm like, okay, you are so cosmic. I mean, when she's ready, she's young. There's so much stuff I want to explore with her. Right. It's so cool. Yeah. And I've been told by, by mediums and channelers that... Like she, I'm her aunt for a reason because I'm the person who's going to Support her. explore this with her right. when our, the rest of our family is going to be so skeptic until maybe there's more information. So interesting. Yeah, this is great. I mean, it, it really moves me. Like I've been getting this a lot lately, like um, because, you know, this kind of information has not been part of the narrative or our culture, you know, and it seems like, 
well, in my world, actually, you know, like these things are popping up left and right. And the new generation of kids that is here now, you know, they just come forward with these experiences and they don't seem to be hindered by, you know, the limiting beliefs that are part of our mass consciousness. They just say, nope, this is my truth. This is how it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Indigos or the Diamond or the Rainbow, there's different names for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have gone down the rabbit hole of watching videos of all of those right. types of children. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And animals. And animals, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Animals just know everything. Yeah, they do. Like every, I was telling you before we started recording, every time I ask Hudson through animal communicators and mediums, um, did we know each other in a past life? He's like, are you seriously asking me that again? You already know the answer, of course. And how do you not know where we've been together? Right. And then he won't tell me where because he's just like, ugh, figure it out. <laughs> I think, dummy, how can you not know? I know. Right. He's so funny. Right. So funny. So now I'm curious just because of like your life and your life's work and life path. Do you know about highly sensitive people like the oh, HSP? Sure. Do you think that you are one? Totally, Yeah, because I feel like you totally are. Yeah, totally. I'm an empath and Mm -hmm. I mean, they're kind of sort of interchangeable, I think, or Mm -hmm. they they touch each other. But yes, I, I it took me the longest time to figure that one out, like what what the hell was going on. Because I would be a sponge or just like an open door for other people's feelings and experiences and taking them personal for a long, long time, you know, until I came to terms with who I am, who I am in this incarnation. So with all the colors and the weirdness and, well, I'm kind of doing myself a dishonor saying, calling it weirdness, just specificness, you know, mm-hmm. with who I am as a, as an extension of the divine, as you are, as everybody else is, you know, and to really start owning that um, I am an, unique individual with many different specific characteristics. One of them being kind of transmute energies and kind of absorb them and change them and send them out, you know, higher frequency. That's part of what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah, That's and such a gift. And there's many of us that are doing that. You know? Yeah. But to, to, to start owning that experience was really helpful for me to not be down on myself. Like, why am I always feeling down or sad? And to... And to learn techniques on how to clear myself quickly, you know, when I'm realizing I'm just sucking something like I'm energetically freezing the air somewhere uh-huh. and to know that that's what I'm doing. And then just to let it go instead of to hold on to it by judging myself, like, why am I feeling down or sad? What's going on? Oh, my God, what's wrong with me? You know, yeah, That's so shift. helpful to know. Yes. So what kind of techniques do you use to protect your energy and to make yourself feel better when you get down about these things? Um, so yeah, before sessions, I just shield myself. I connect with the earth and with the cosmos. And then I sort of have like a white shield around myself. I also set intentions. And then I do a little meditation as well, what I call on. I work with um, dragon energy as well, like with um, their healing guides that are there for us as well. Um, and they're connected to archangels. So I call on them as well. And then afterwards... I do this extensive clearing. It's just done with words and moving energy out um, and asking for help, you know, with the the guides and healing beings that are out there. But like if I'm somewhere out in the open and I feel overcome with something, one of my good friends taught me this, just stop doing what I'm doing, count to three and then feel and see this sort of violet flame explode inside of me, pushing everything out. And that clears it. 
I just imagined that while you were talking about it and like saw it and felt it. And it's so powerful. Oh, nice. See, you're sensitive too. Yeah. So (laughs) much. I mean, so sensitive. (laughs) It's crazy. But yeah, when you said that, I seriously, I felt it and saw it It was so strongly. And I feel like that would really help. Try it out. Mm -hmm. I found that, you know, some techniques that are being taught out there work really well. And some just do not work for me, but they might work for somebody else. So yeah, because we're such unique individuals. That makes sense. So I know you've mentioned before, well, you have a lot of gifts. You have a lot of like um, intuitive gifts. And I remember you telling me when I came to the session that you can see like kind of light around people's face sometimes or like lightness. Yeah, so... Tell us about that. Okay, so that's really interesting because it doesn't happen with everybody. And I found out when I see those things, it means that people see them, people see them themselves. So I kind of empathically have your experience in terms of like what what goes on energetically. So I think I asked you, I must have asked you like, do you see lights around people's faces? Mm -hmm. And I do. And you do, yeah. So that's because I don't, that doesn't happen to every client. It just only happens with people that have that experience. And it's the same when I do energy healing. For some people, I just feel like a toaster. You know, I'm just like running the energy. Mm-hmm. And for other people, this is wild, like multidimensional experience with beings and energies and stuff because that's where they are within their consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm still trying to figure that part out for myself to fine tune it and to really find its specificity. Is that the word? Yeah. Oh, you know, how that works for me. But that's as far as I've come to understand it up until now. That's amazing. Yeah. I see that around your face right now. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. So what have been some other really memorable experiences you've had? Have you come into contact with historical figures, people who were celebrities? I feel like that would be so fascinating. Super fascinating. Yeah. So historical figures, the one that pops up right now was um, King Arthur and Merlin the Wizard. What? You know, this this um, lovely woman came in. And so we started her session and um, she describes like, an environment. It wasn't obvious, you know, it was just like a beautiful sort of um, secretive mystery school in a forest somewhere. And as we moved her through these different through this lifetime, we have her at one point she was sitting on a throne looking out at people. And it turned out, I think at that moment we already knew that she was King Arthur. And so I had her look around, and to her right was this wizard-looking person with a staff. I think it had like a blue crystal in it. And one of the coolest things doing this work is that when people are in a past life, and it's really that they're tapping into a different dimension where you're experiencing it in real time. It's like you're you're going through, I don't know how the connection is made, but in your own consciousness, you connect to a different, as there is no time, you're experiencing it in real time. So in that moment, I ask people to sort of hand that being the phone, hand Merlin the phone, I want to talk to them. So I go like, you know, can you ask them if we can ask them a question? Oftentimes it's yes. And so then I start, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for your willingness to answer questions. I usually ask about where are we? Who are you? What is your purpose? And so depending on what comes out of it, lots of, you know, branches, lots of different questions. And Merlin said, 
I should go back to the session, but I think I remember saying that he was very old, like at least 300 years old or 600, and that he was there to sort of anchor a certain type of healing energy onto the planet. And so I asked him, is it still present in my time? And he said, yes, it is um, visible as a blue energy that is on the right side of people's head, usually behind their eyes. That's what he said, I remember the specifics of it. But yeah, that that stuff happens. Um, so Merlin, the other, like recently, and this was towards the end of the session. So it just popped out, the subconscious said, you'll be surprised by this, but it said you, she was Joan of Arc. And when it told me that, it made sense, the experience she had had before and during her session in terms of the issues or the themes that were being touched on. But it was... It was the end of the session and we were already talking to the subconscious. It was time to just, you know, get up and go or fin- yeah. terminate it. Yeah. Wow. So when people like that pop up, like Joan of Arc, King Arthur, Lou Gehrig, do you believe that there's just one person here now who was that person in a past life or is that soul in many of us? So that's such a great question. Yeah, because it gets, gets confusing when there's like, like the goddess Isis has been experienced by a few different clients. And I, I'm on a forum with colleagues and she pops up every now and then. So mm-hmm. one client subconscious described this as um, when this happens is that people sort of download an imprint of that lifetime for specific purposes. So it's much like, I don't know if you remember that scene in the Matrix where, you know, before they go back into the Matrix, they download like how to fly a helicopter or to oh, like yeah. do some, you know, some badass kung fu k- kicking or something. Uh-huh. It's much the same where people download certain life experiences with specific purposes during the lifetime that they're going to have on the planet. So that's called imprinting. So that happens. Okay. So that means that we can imprint from a different life and that's how many of us could be Isis or Cleopatra. I know that so many people feel that they've been Cleopatra in a past life and, you know, there's like so many people who could have imprints of her soul. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So that they, yeah, so that there was specific purpose to having that imprint. Even though it, it presents as a real past life when people are going through it, if something comes up where I'm prompted to ask about it, then sometimes it's, oh no, it's an imprint. And then it will explain like why, why this person needed that particular imprint. Yeah. Or if, you know, I get the umpteenth, like God is Isis, like I'm asking the subconscious, like, how does this work? Because I've, you right. know, that lady has been on my, <laughs> my table a couple totally. times. How does that work? And then it described it. Described and then they'll it. tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's just, yeah, like the the wealth of information that comes in, especially when there's sessions that are about secret societies where knowledge from Atlantis has been passed down through the ages. People in like the 1800s or the 1700s that were holding on to knowledge about energy and crystals and that was being dispersed. It was a, a recent session that was fascinating. You know, it's not all, well, it's mostly not what the history books teach us. Yeah. 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 You should write a book. You have so much interesting knowledge. Yes. I wish I had the time to sit down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm, one day. I'm going to a writer's uh, workshop in Ohio. Oh, you are? Up. Yeah. So, in Ohio? Yeah. When? At the end of March. 
Oh, yeah. I'll be in Ojai oh. next week. So I didn't know when you were going, but okay. I love Ojai. I should connect you with my shaman who has been on this podcast, Nicola. She lives in Ojai and works at the Ojai Valley Inn. She's so I spectacular. Yeah, I've never and worked with a shaman. you would just hit it off. That would be amazing. Yeah, Please I do. will. I will. Yeah, everybody listening to this podcast who has heard the episode with Nicola just knows. Like she's just... She's amazing and she has celestial contact. You'd be so interested because she channels the Pleiadian aliens, but she was never really like a Pleiadian herself. She just has the keys to channel them from these shamanic practices. Her life is so fascinating. I can't wait. I love all that stuff, as you can imagine. Totally. Well, that's cool that you're going to a writer's workshop in Ojai. So you do have interest in writing about your experiences. Yeah, I mean, I have. I noticed that similar themes come up with with most clients about living an authentic life because that's the vibration that I carry because I've lived through certain experiences of it. So there's something that I can add to the culture that people might do their benefit with. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to write about that and then also about. You know, the fascinating world of past life regression. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there aren't enough books out there that are modern, that are like, you know, people who are practicing it right now. That would be so awesome. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I love that idea. Um, so in terms of like going back to protecting your energy and your own routine, do you have spiritual practices like a morning routine or an evening routine that you do to protect yourself and just to feel grounded? On the days that I work, yes. Yoga is very good for me to flush out my nervous system because I notice that I absorb so much when I work with people that I kind of get bogged down or I start feeling things that are not mine and it's harder for them to clear. So yoga is very good for me to clear that out. And then I meditate and set intentions before sessions. And then I clear afterwards. And that's the extent of it. And then on my days off, I am in nature as much as I can. So I'm always in the mountains, in the San Gabriel mountain range. I'm always exploring and just, I love the mountains. Love them. Yeah. So that's where I spend most of my free time. Yes, because you're so connected to the plants and they speak to you. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? I think it's blue. I don't know why that just popped up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I could right. see it. Totally. Mm. You have blue eyes. What I I forget what blue aura means, but mm. we can look it up. We should look it up. Yeah, yeah. we should. <laughs> Amazing. So tell everyone listening where they can find you. Oh, thank you. So my practice is in um, Valley Village, North Hollywood or Studio City-ish. And so my website is source-energy-therapy.com. Perfect. That's my website. My Instagram is my first name, which is spelled <laughs> Jerowen, you would say, yes. J-E-R-O-E-N, and then is love is my affirmation. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yes, my affirmation. So beautiful. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes too. So okay, that, thank you. Yeah, so that people can just easily click and yes. find you. And then Facebook is Source Energy Therapy as well. Or my proper name, my personal page is Jeroen DeWitt. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking those are the most... 
ways that people yeah, find me. Yeah, those are how people can find you. you know. So do you do Skype sessions with people or is this all in person? It's all in person, yeah. That makes sense because yeah. it's very... I mean, after having this experience with you, it seems like in-person is important. Yeah, because also we don't know what can happen during a session. Sometimes, this is rare, but people do go into... Um, like their body takes the moment to really purge different things. It can be you know, like women can start their period... People can sweat profusely. Um, people can throw up or coughing or sneezing. There's things that can happen. So you want to be present. And, wow. And then also you want to be aware that connections can fall away, you know, when you're on Skype. Yeah. Pe- oh, that's so you know. true. That's so, <laughs> so true. So it yeah. doesn't, it wouldn't make sense for yeah. you. And so, yeah, Dolor- Dolores, who trained me, you know, she was, we cannot do Skype sessions. It's not allowed. If we, if we practice the pure form of QHHD, you cannot do Skype sessions mm. for those reasons, I think. So do people travel to see you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those of us who are in Los Angeles are lucky. Lucky. Yes, yeah. because we're close <laughs> to you. Right. Aww. Um, that's so exciting. So everybody listening, you guys can check him out on all of those different platforms. You can book a session with him if you're in LA or if you're coming to LA. And I think it's just something cool to do for everybody to tap into their subconscious and to learn about themselves. Yeah. And the healing really takes place. It's not so much the images that you see, but it's more like your subconscious is dropping, almost like dropping a zip file into your into your beingness and it starts mm-hmm. to unpack and push things out that are no longer needed. So do you think that's why after I had a session with you and learned so much that like a month later, I got hives all over my body from mm. head to toe. Or wow. do you think that that's unrelated? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. I think the skin stuff that I've had is related to spiritual up-leveling. Like right. so much has happened yes. internally in my body. It's just trying to catch up. Right. So maybe it's a part of it. It can be a month out is, is a long time away, but these things do happen sometimes. I warn people, I give them, you know, the language after a session. Most people just skip out of my office. Like, oh, I feel 10 tons lighter. But Mm -hmm. sometimes somebody reported they had fever the next day. And then afterwards, this amazing peace settled in. So sometimes there's a little bit of a a, a little bit of bumpiness right after. And before um, people really start uh, experiencing themselves as functioning at a new level. That does happen. Yeah. I was just wondering if you'd ever heard of anyone before having hives because I'm I'm just trying to, I'm always trying to get to the bottom of that. But if you haven't, then who knows? Who knows if it's related? No, I mean, people with hives coming in, they got, they were cleared, you know, uh-huh. after the session, but not. Well, maybe we need a new session then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, they're gone now, right? Um, No. Oh, they're still there? Yes and no. Like okay. they were so bad. They're mostly gone, but I still have like patches like this. Do you oh. see on my arm? Um, yeah, barely. Right here. Right. Maybe if I go like that. Oh, is it, um, itch? is it itch? So itchy. Oh, that's annoying. I know. Yeah. But it's getting a lot better. That's why I was water fasting. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, just working on all of it. There's reasons for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. And everybody listening, you should also know that the moment that he walked in today, Hudson was so drawn to you. Oh. Like, Huddy just ran to you. And people who listen to this podcast, they know Hudson because he's been a, a guest on the podcast through Animal Communicators twice. And he just... 
he's a huge part of my life. He comes up in every conversation and he loves you. I love him back the hardest. I know. He was like laying in your arms. You picked him up and he was just like, okay, you're cool. I love you. I just had a um, session with an animal communicator about the um, the stray cats in my backyard that I had to leave as I was moving. And they were telling her, well, telling me through her that they were so proud of the... um, the inner feline that I had Aww. developed with their help. They were so proud that they, yeah, that they saw me as, you know, that my inner feline was developed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did develop that because yeah. I swear Hudson was looking at you like, oh, you're a cat. You're right. at least part cat. Right. So I can, relate. I can relate yeah. and love you right away and trust you. That's so cute. Of course, my own kitty had much to, to do with that. You know? Of course. He's a big teacher. Yeah, yeah, I know. Cats are the wisest teachers. And the cuddlest. Cuddliest. Yes, the cuddliest. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Was the animal communicator here in LA or? Um, I think she's in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. But she does remote. So I just mm-hmm. send her a picture with some questions and then yeah, they she all do for it. remote. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing all about past life regression and hypnosis with us and everything. It was so much fun connecting with you again. And thank you so much for having me. Yes. Here. Always. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Yarun. I hope that you learned so much about past life regression and the quantum healing hypnosis technique that he discusses in this episode. And isn't it just insane that in my past life regression, I saw Hudson and I saw my dad and all those crazy memories from my childhood. It's just really powerful what our subconscious chooses to show us. So I hope that you gained some value from this episode. And if you did, I would be so honored if you would consider rating and reviewing the podcast in the iTunes store. And if you do, send a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send everyone as a thank you who rates and reviews the podcast. And also join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook, the coolest group of people ever. And join our conversation. Keep it going. Join the tribe. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will absolutely talk soon.